Hey guys, and welcome to episode 9 of the Revive Yourself podcast. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Have you got a health issue that just won't go away no matter what you try? Then welcome to the Revive Yourself podcast, where we reveal the secrets to long-lasting health by getting to the root cause of problems that no one else is talking about. So you can have more energy, clear skin, healthier hair, a leaner physique, more confidence, and most importantly, do the things you love and live the life you deserve. Here's your host, Ryan Martin. Hey guys, so welcome to episode 9 and today's interview is with Dr. Junine Benoit on how to heal your teeth naturally uh, without painful treatments and procedures and she's all the way from Ontario, Canada and it really was a pleasure to speak to her. So on the show, there's a little insight into it, we talked about how you can remineralize your teeth naturally, why a cavity might not be a bad thing. And how toothache might mean you don't need a root canal, as well as lots of other great tips to keep your teeth healthy and pain free. So, without further ado, here she is, Dr. Judine Benoit. Hi guys, I'm here with Dr. Judine Benoit, all the way from Canada. She is a natural dentist. Uh, she prefers not holistic, and we can uh, discover why that is in a minute. So... I first um, heard her speak on Extreme Health Radio, another one of their interviewees, and I was absolutely blown away by the the, the comments she made and the uh, her views on how we can actually keep our teeth healthy and actually prevent things like decay rather than actually have to go into the curing side. So without further ado, hello, Judine. Hi, thanks so much for having me, Ryan. That's absolutely fine. So, just I want to get people just a little know a little bit about you, a little bit about your background. How did you actually get into dentistry? Well, my father is a dentist, and I've wanted to be a dentist all my life. Uh, so, so here I am as a dentist, and uh, I've I've actually been really fortunate to work with my dad. Uh, he's been a dentist for forty years, and he's been helping people remineralize their, their cavities or arrest their decay um, for 40 years. So I've been able to see this really does work um, and it, it definitely can outlast fillings. Like people, people have um, areas on their teeth that don't need fillings and, and really never do sometimes. And, and that's the goal. That's what I want to help people achieve. So, as I mentioned a little bit before, you you prefer to prevent rather than cure. So you're all about preventing people from having to actually need treatments. Right. I yeah. I, I prefer to prevent or or cure whatever you want to say as opposed to treatments. Um, yeah. So obviously, it's great that we have all these advanced technologies available and all the different types of treatments that we have these days are awesome and we're so fortunate to have them available. But um, but I, I prefer to have the treatments or recommend people have treatments only when they can't naturally heal their cavities themselves. So the ideal, uh, the ideal way would be to heal cavities or their teeth 
from eating your cows or whatever, just to have a strong, healthy tooth or gums and not need to have treatments. That's that's ideal. So, so would you say um, is uh, are there what what are the types of situations that are ir- irreversible, irreparable in your opinion? Well, there's also if we're talking about cavities, um, there are some locations on the teeth where they're um, much more likely to remineralize or heal than other spots. Um, certainly, size plays a role. So, so for example, a, a large cavity in a challenging spot is one where I say, you know, I obviously talk to people about all the risks and benefits, but really that's that's a cavity that um, a safer approach would be to get a filling. Um, whereas a small cavity in an easier to remineralize location, that's, and the person is interested in, in doing it, Not it's not for everyone, right? Um, but if the person's interested in remineralizing their cavities, then I think that's a great candidate to, to try for so remineralization. Yes. Explain. Most people won't actually know what you mean by that. Um. <laughs> okay. So demineralization is the removal of minerals from the tooth. Okay. So that's demineralization. A lot of demineralization will lead to a cavity. So removal of minerals, not good. Remineralization is, is putting minerals back into the tooth. And that is good. And that happens... All the time, like literally every day, all of us, our teeth are going through this demineralization, remineralization uh, continuum. Um, but if the demineralization gets ahead of itself, and you know there's not enough remineralization, then then you're going to get a cavity. Okay. Uh, so yeah, remineralization is it's like a it's a normal thing. Like every dentist learns about it in dental school. Um, the proper dental terms uh, that we use are remineralization and arrested decay. So um, if you have a cavity and it, so, oh yeah, so that's one, one huge thing I want to tell people that people don't realize that ca- not all cavities are bad. Right. So if you have a cavity and it's active, that means there's continual demineralization, continual removal of minerals, and it's growing. So that's an active cavity, and that is not good. But if the cavity is arrested, that means that it's been remineralized, and it's been hardened up, it's not progressing, and that is a healthy, healed cavity. I mean, dentists, we don't say, like, the proper terms are not healed or, or reversed or things like that. We say it's arrested, it's remineralized, and that is awesome. That's, that's, that's a goal of what I want to help people achieve. Okay. So and, and a rested cavity does not need a filling. Right, okay. Okay, so um would or how would you go about remineralizing remineralizing a tooth? Okay, so there's tons of different ways that you can go about it. Um normal conventional dentistry recommends fluoride. That like fluoride is recommended to remineralize cavities. If you don't want to use fluoride, there's a lot of other things that you can do, natural natural approaches. Um, so my approach 
that I take, I, I, I look at the inside and outside factors. So what's affecting the outside of the tooth, like the saliva, and what's affecting the inside of the tooth, like what's coming into the tooth um, from the blood, like there's a blood flow into the tooth. And so what's going on from the inside and the outside, and those two, uh, addressing both those things combined is a very powerful approach. Okay. So when you say... Um Coming into the, into in the saliva, would that be uh, things people are eating, drinking, etc.? Yeah, yeah. So things like the pH of their saliva. So pH is a measure of the acidity in the mouth. So when when the mouth is in an acidic state, demineralization is occurring. Minerals are being drawn out of the the tooth. So that's not good. So having neutral saliva, or as close to neutral as possible, is, is ideal. Um, and then, of course, that's affected by so many things, right? Like what people eat, what people drink, stress levels, um, their hydration levels, and, and even uh, like buffering capacity. Like everyone has a different buffering capacity. So like some people will drink a pop. And their mouth will, will neutralize it. Some people will drink um, a pop or, or something even healthy that's acidic. Not all acidic things are unhealthy, right? Um, and their mouth will stay acidic. So, so knowing or testing what your mouth pH is, is is a really powerful tool to help. You can test it with pH strips. They're, they're cheap. They're easy to use. Kids use them. So that's that's one powerful approach that affects the outside. Another thing, uh, another thing is bacteria. So um, there's the, the cavity causing bacteria called Streptococcus mutans. Mm -hmm. There are tests available in dental offices that test your level of Streptococcus mutans. And if you have a high level, you're at higher risk of of getting cavities, you're more prone to cavities. So natural approaches to decrease those levels um, would involve uh, loading up on probiotics. Um, you want to get the good bacteria, and it's the same with our gut, right? And the, the same with the mouth environment. So you want to load up on good bacteria um, to get rid of the, the bad bacteria. When you said um, you can test them with the pH strips, is there a, a better time of day to do it? Is there a recommended time before food, after food, when you wake up? So I actually recommend that people test um, like all the time initially. Like take a couple days and just test all the time. When you wake up, before you eat something, after you eat something, before you go to bed, like, you know, just, just test a variety of times during the day uh, because our mouth pH can always change and um so you'll know if there's any high risk times like waking up in the morning um, is, a, is a high risk time for a lot of people because it can be dehydrated at nighttime dries their mouth out so you can find out if that's a high risk time for yourself um certain foods like everyone's different people always ask me like oh is my favorite drink cause acidity or my favorite foods or this or that and my answer is that the best thing to do is to test your mouth because foods will affect different people differently and even in a family like sometimes I'll see um, parents come in with their children the children have lots of cavities and, and they don't like, I don't understand and then they'll I'll, you know test their mouth pH and they're, they're different and 
the same foods can affect even in a family people differently, right? So the most powerful thing to do is test it yourself. If you have times when your mouth is acidic, like say your favorite drink causes acidity, you don't have to give it up. I mean, if it's an unhealthy drink, then obviously that would be ideal to give it up. But if it's a healthy thing, like, you know, lemon water, everyone always wants to know lemon water, like, is it, is it alkalizing my body? Like, it's good for you, obviously, but, you know, test your mouth. If it's acidic after you drink something like that, then you don't have to stop drinking it, but you want to, what I say, manually neutralize your mouth. So if your body is not going to neutralize your mouth, then you go ahead and neutralize your mouth. Like drink some water. Water should be neutral and it should neutralize your mouth. But if not, then you might, if you have like really acidic mouth, then maybe you need something alkaline to neutralize it. So something like anything green, like green vegetables are super alkalizing. So you might want to put like chlorophyll drops in your water. A lot of people like that. Just stick a couple of chlorophyll drops on the, in their water and then that'll neutralize their mouth for them. So would you have to keep it in their mouth or would you just swallow it? Is that? Yeah, you just swallow it and then, or, you know, you might want to swish it for a little bit, just to make sure it's neutralizing your mouth and then retest. Yep. Retest with pH strip. And if it's, if it's neutral, perfect. If not, then, you know, you need to make sure that your mouth is neutral before you go on for the rest of your day. Um, and it's not something you need, like you don't need to continue testing your mouth like all those times during the day for the rest of your life because then you'll learn. You're like, okay, my favorite drink causes acidity, but if I do this to neutralize it, I'm good. So then you just know that and you continue doing that. So it's, it's an easy process. It's, um, I'm, I'm, I'm quite dark, I'm quite acidic in that sort of area, so lemon lemon drink and green drinks, I uh, always have a lot of greens, it makes a big difference to me, I know that, but um, what you just said there I think is a brilliant point to bring up, um, all the theory and all the science in the world, but when you get in tune with your own body, nothing beats it. Totally, uh, yeah. You, when you're sensitive, so everyone quoting all these, uh, all these different uh, uh, like theories or... Um, research papers etc but as you said everyone's individual so what works for me might not necessarily work for you and, and vice versa so I think the point you made there is uh, absolutely vital getting everyone to be more sensitive towards themselves and really tune into their body that's right yeah that's going to be the most powerful things when you know your body and when you know what's best for you it's uh, yes it's absolutely fantastic um you you, you touched on it a little bit there when you brought up about fluoride um it's quite a quite a big issue, I'd say, in the natural health or world, or just in terms of water, and, and it's in the water, and they say it's used to it's put in toothpaste, and it's actually fluoride. Um, well, it's, it's not naturally occurring fluoride; it's uh, industrial waste um, they put they put in, and they say it makes your, your teeth healthier and harder and cleaner. Um, your thoughts on on that? Do you use fluoride? Do you recommend fluoride for your patients? Uh, I personally don't use fluoride. Uh, I don't. I don't need to. Like I, I'm so passionate about the the um, inside stuff, like building your tooth strength from the inside out. And so I don't. I don't need to use fluoride. Like that's that's my approach. 
um, for myself. Um, in terms of of other people using fluoride, like I'm I'm really open. Like I don't I really try not to judge people. So there are people out there who do want to use fluoride, and there are people out there who don't want to use fluoride. And and I think I mean that my passion is to help people naturally remineralize their teeth and cavities. So that's what I can help people with. And there's some people out there who are experts on fluoride and and so I always encourage people to come to their opinions about fluoride by, you know, educating themselves through those experts who are experts on either side of the fluoride controversy. I, uh, so yeah, so I'm not like, I'm not the expert in fluoride and, but I, I, I'm here to help people naturally prevent and remineralize cavities and, and the rest of the, their like health of their teeth. Um, if they like definitely some people come to me and they want to use fluoride I don't judge them and you know uh, I don't I try not to judge anyone right so these approaches can be used with with fluoride or without fluoride that's fine yeah it's nicely sat on the fence there that was was nice um That's fair enough. I, I can. I do understand what you mean. It is up to everyone to educate themselves, really, and, and um, to go out there and, and to learn both sides of the story. Um, so yeah. that's, that's that's fair enough. Now, one of the other questions I I was was put to me was about root canals, um, and basically, quite a few people are in a situation where they have been have been told that they need a root canal um, by their dentist. And they've heard that they can be quite detrimental to their health, so they they don't really want to go down that root canal route. Root canal route. They don't really want to um, go for a root canal, but they don't know what else they can do. What other options um, they can take? What What would you be your take on that? Okay, so yeah, that is right up my alley. I love the before treatment stuff. So all about healing and actually healing our teeth before we need treatments. So once you need, a, once you have a root canal, I mean, again, there are experts out there on either side of the root canal controversy that people, I encourage people to come to their, like, um, their opinions about that themselves through those experts. But before they get to having a root canal in the mouth, I love that stuff. So root canals, just like, this is, this is what every dentist learns. This is a, a fact. The process of uh, needing root canal, is the, the first step of that is reversible, completely reversible. So um, the, diag- or, yeah, the, the diagnosis that a dentist would make is called pulpitis. Pulpitis is inflammation of the pulp. So in the middle of a tooth, there is something called the pulp, and that's where blood and nerves um, con- are, are contained. So when that becomes inflamed, that's called pulpitis, and the first stage of pulpitis is completely reversible. The second stage is irreversible. So, and, and then that's when a dentist says, you need a root canal. Or an extraction if someone doesn't want a root canal. Neither of those are great options. The ideal option is to heal the tooth so you have a healthy, strong tooth, right? 
Um, so pain is not a good indicator of whether it's reversible or irreversible. I get a lot of people saying to me, my tooth is like insanely painful. It is like a pulpitis is insanely painful. So it seems like it's irreversible, but it's not necessarily. Reversible pulpitis can be insanely painful. In fact, sometimes irreversible pulpitis is much less painful than reversible. A lot of people, they're just in so much pain. Um, they're not sure what to even do. Uh, so they end up getting a root canal or um, an extraction when they're still in the reversible pulpitis stage. And, and that's fine for some people, like that's, that's what they want, like that's the best thing for them. But for other people, that might not be what they want. Uh, so that's what, that's what I can help people with. One of the major things with that is just reducing, like heavily, heavily reducing your overall inflammation in your body. And that's going to help reduce the inflammation in your tooth. Um, yeah, like in my, one of my dental school textbooks, it literally says the, the, the blood, the blood inflammation going into the tooth is the major determining, determining factor of whether a tooth gets pulpitis or not. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, pretty cool. so <laughs> no, that's, yeah, it's pretty cool. That's uh, never, never even, um, thought about that that sort of before that's that's absolutely amazing um so how would so so how would you go about reversing it um would you, diet and etc why they live lifestyle that are big big factors yeah so that's those like living a anti-inflammatory lifestyle is a great way like you know living an anti-inflammatory lifestyle every day is a great way to to pretty much avoid going down the the pulpitis route but if someone is in what seems to be a reversible pulpitis, like they have the toothache, there is sort of an emergency situation because they have the toothache, and if nothing is done about it, if it's not reversed, it's going to lead into the irreversible pulpitis road. Um, so what I recommend during that time is, is heavy, heavy for like two weeks, two weeks straight, heavy focus on anti-inflammatory foods and lifestyle um, so things like some things are healthy that can be inflammatory so you know they can eat those foods in the future but for that two weeks when they have they have what seems to be a toothache that's quite possibly reversible pulpitis they should avoid those foods like just for example um, like healthy grass-fed beef is definitely more inflammatory than, say, fish. So I'm not saying to avoid eating inflammatory foods forever, but make a serious, serious effort to avoid it if you have a toothache, to avoid going down the irreversible road. So maybe even a short-term becoming vegan could even help you there. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, as long as they're they're getting a lot of omega three fatty acids, right? So omega three fatty acids are great for reducing inflammation. Okay, olive oil, coconut oil. Um, yeah, 
or or even flax oil, flax oil. oil things like that that are Facial. that are <laughs> yeah things that are even more um um heavily loaded with omega-3s okay. like again like olive oil coconut oil those things are healthy but they're not going to be as anti-inflammatory as some of the omega-3 oils okay so so apart from that would there be anything that you you would recommend or obviously you have people, someone probably have to see them but if someone came into you apart from the uh, inflammatory lifestyle anything else that they could possibly do well, stress, stress is, is huge, right? So uh, having elevated cortisol levels definitely um, raises inflammation in the body. And so that's, that's huge. So uh, based on today's world where people are eating heavily processed uh, foods, high in saturated fats, high in uh, highly inflammatory and allergenic, stressed out of their minds, I'm guessing you've got quite an extensive client list going on <laughs> <laughs> uh, right now. That's fair enough. So if um, so, if someone didn't want to go down, to, so that's that's like the, that's a pre-reverse, that's a pre-root uh, canal option. If someone was um, in the stage where it's irreversible and they have to either get a root canal or an extraction. Um, what one would you say? What one would you recommend? What do you recommend to your clients? Uh, well, again, I don't do either one of those. Like, I you actually, I'm okay. like, I, I don't do treatments, right? Okay, so, so, um, okay. so if they, if they, if they didn't want uh, a root canal, would the only other option be extraction rather than getting a rather than getting a um, replacement tooth? Uh, what's it called? A cap or I can't remember yeah. what it's called. Um, can't remember what, what is it. What's it? What's it called? I can't remember what it is. You, you know, what's that? Implant. Implant. That's the one. Got there in the end. Yeah. Yeah, an implant would be something that comes after the extraction. Right. So, to my knowledge, there may be other things out there, but just to my knowledge, like normal, um, normal dentistry knowledge, is that yeah. Root canal or an extraction are the only options for treating irreversible pulpitis. And you don't want to leave it. Like, I know it's definitely tempting. Remember I said sometimes irreversible pulpitis is less painful than reversible. So it's tempting for people to leave it. The only thing with that is that it's not, it's, it's a drain on the immune system. The immune system is constantly going to be tending to that tooth, and so it's it's as tempting as it can be. Sometimes it's not ideal to leave a tooth that is irreversibly um, infected. Yeah, yeah, I don't um, I think most of us say I didn't realize until I took my journey into the natural health world and literally doing or just doing just doing things a little different way that how much impact on our health our teeth actually have um mm -hmm. for example when we're actually a fetus the spine and the teeth are actually together as one so it's <laughs> they're quite important and they can play quite a vital role in people's ongoing health um so yeah as you said leaving it uh, probably wouldn't be the best the best option um definitely go and get it seen to um, 
So, just just generally, what are the most common things that you see, uh, problems that you, you get and people need to see you for? Uh, cavities. Cavities, uh, root canals, and gum disease. Gum disease. So, yeah. Okay. So, uh, we haven't really touched on gum disease. What can... Uh, what would generally, what would you do about gum disease if someone comes to see you? Gum disease is also heavily related to inflammation. Okay. So when we have inflammation in our gums, it um, it will actually destroy the bone around our teeth. And then that's when you hear, you know, older people, they, they lose their teeth uh, because they have a lack of bone. That's, yeah, chronic inflammation in our gums is is not good. It's not good for our teeth. It's not good. Uh, it's a drain on our immune system as well, right? So, again, another really important reason why we want to live an anti-inflammatory lifestyle every day. Cool. So, what tips can you give people in general? Part of, so, I mean, living an anti-inflammatory lifestyle, obviously this goes on to show how important living a healthy lifestyle, eating the right foods, trying to um, de-stress, relax, meditate, living that anti-inflammatory lifestyle, having the right diet is really important. But are there any sort of tips that you can give them in terms of maybe things that people can, can clean their teeth with or the, the best practices or things they can put on their teeth to help them um, not get these decays, uh, decays, cavities? Yeah. Um, well, my tips are, are sort of related to that, but like a little bit weird because certainly there are great things that people can put on their teeth. But what I want people to know is that it's like it goes even beyond that. There are even more powerful things that can be done to have healthy teeth. And it comes from the inside. So we can heal our teeth like and that is I know that sounds kind of weird but it is it's definitely not like um literally every dentist learns in school or at least I learned in school that these these things that people think are irreversible are we're capable of healing our bodies are capable of healing and that's what I want people to know that that cavities can not all of course i'm not saying just disregard what your dentist says but i'm saying cav some cavities can can be healed um some teeth that uh, are heading towards root canals can be healed gum disease can be healed these things can be healed and the most powerful thing to to do is to know that and to use your our own bodies to do it our bodies are way more powerful than anything you could put topically on our on our teeth. <laughs> um, it's just like refreshing to hear a dentist say that uh, because I always say about our body has an innate ability to heal itself given the right the right opportunities, the right circumstance. So that exactly. comes back with your teeth. I mean, you can see your teeth are pretty much immaculate from here um awesome. so so you live you live you live the uh, the life obviously so when um so you've you so you've obviously you've seen this done hundreds of times thousands of times people have come to you with cavities um and naturally reverse them or as you said um 
can't remember the term you used, but you've naturally sort of healed. Arrested. Them, arrested. Yeah. Them, yeah. Arrested the cavities. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, and yeah. even to the stages of the, the reversible to to uh, root canal. So, yeah. So people do have other options rather than just going to the dentist and taking having a treatment. Yeah, and one thing I want to make clear when I say that a cavity has been arrested or remineralized, I'm not talking about the tooth growing back. So that's like an area of confusion amongst people. Um, so when you have a hole in the tooth a cavity, um, and the cavity is active, it's no good, but then it becomes arrested or healed or remineralized, whatever you want to say, the tooth structure does not grow back. Okay, okay so that's that's an area, like, I think some, sometimes people should be celebrating and they're still stressed out, they're still expecting, like, their tooth to grow back. That does not happen. It's like if you cut your fingertip off, um, and your, we say your finger's healed, uh, you know, the skin is, is hard, it's not at risk of, of an infection, it's functioning like normal, but your fingertip doesn't actually grow back, okay? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's the same with, with cavities. And so people, um, and if, if they have got a hole in their stomach and it's been arrested, people don't have to worry about it. Exactly, so exactly. It, it's okay. okay, yeah. So even if food gets into that hole... Or sugar gets into that hole, they haven't got to worry. Yeah. I'm so remember what I was saying. Some locations are easier or, okay. or more challenging. So locations where food gets caught in and it's not easily cleaned, those are locations that are very unlikely to remineralize in the first place. Right. Um, because absolutely, having having a hole that's like a food trap is it's challenging to remineralize in the first place. Um, if for some reason it does, you have to keep food out of it. Um, but yeah, usually it's the holes that are, are easier to clean. They're in locations that sometimes are self cleaning, you know, the saliva can clean it out. Um, those are the ones that are most likely to remineralize. And then absolutely they can, they can stay like that. Actually, um, again, in my down school textbook, it, it says that sometimes arrested cavities are actually stronger than the rest of the teeth because once it's remineralized, it, it becomes even more densely packed with minerals and can actually be stronger and more resistant to decay in the future. That's madness, I would say, because generally you think people got a hole in their teeth, they'd be quite worried about it. So it's quite uh, a different view to take on, on board there that they can just, if there's no pain, no problem, just leave it and get on, get on with life, no? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that's been something like, again, I'm very fortunate to have seen my, my father's patients because my, my father, he, he sees a lot of different types of people. So it's not, it's not your normal dental office where, where people um, come in when they have like teeny tiny holes. My dad works on a lot of homeless people, um, drug, you know, people who are recovering from, from drug abuse um, in the jails. And so I've seen some huge, huge areas of arrested decay that I would not have been able to see in, in a normal dental office. And it just blows me away that, that yeah, that tooth is fine. Like it's, it's a strong, healthy tooth. And, um, yeah, it may not look pretty sometimes, 
but it's it's healthy. Yeah, it's, it's madness. It's amazing what the body can do. Um, just what what one of the things I I actually want for my own my own personal uh, education was I wanted to talk to you about um, grinding of the teeth. Mm. So when people are people wear gum shorts when they're playing sport or when they're lifting weights or even in the evening when they they go to bed, people have been known to grind grind their teeth. Um, what are some of the things that you can do to counteract this? Or I mean, is it a massive problem? It is a massive problem um, because enamel doesn't grow back. So um, so yeah, it's, it's possible to have a strong tooth underneath worn away enamel, but ideally you don't want to wear away your enamel because it's not going to grow back. So um, there's, there's a variety of reasons why people clench and grind. Um, some things I suggest to people are to try um, magnesium because having tense muscles in your body, definitely tense muscles in your jaw, and people will clench and grind more. A lot of people are magnesium deficient. Um, so I, I know myself, I, I use magnesium oil on my body, and, and it really, I know it's a difference. So that's, that's something. I mean, being deficient in any nutrient can, can cause repercussions in our body, right? But magnesium is, is one that a lot of us are, make, are deficient in. Um, and then also there's, there's this, the stress component as well. A lot of people, a lot of people um, go through some, it's really unfortunate because when they're going through like a really bad time in their life, it's like, oh, what's the saying? Like, uh, when it rains, it pours, yeah, yeah. you know, they're going through some hard times and then they're, they're not eating so well. They're, they're stressed out, high levels of cortisol, depleting their, their body of the minerals, the, the few minerals that they're getting anyways. And, um, and, and they're pounding away at their teeth. A lot of people end up breaking their teeth and, you know, losing their teeth. It's so, yeah, it's, so some sort of stress relief is a great idea. Um, and also the, the nutrient, making sure you're not deficient in any nutrients. Um, but do, wearing, do, oh, sorry, go on. No, 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 sorry, I didn't want to interrupt you. I was just going to say, do you, do you get people to wear gum shields at night or anything like that? Is that something you... Yeah, um, I remember gum shields, is that what... Uh, I don't know what you might call them. Um, yeah, yeah, we call them night guards. Night guard, okay. So, yeah, night yeah guard. I like that. Uh, yeah, night guards. Night guards are are great if people are are working at everything else. Like I, um, yeah, like a, 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 a gum guard or a night guard is a great option. But I, I do say, like, I strongly stress people to work on, make sure they're not deficient in any nutrients or, like, crazy stressed out. If they're doing, if they're, you know, working on those other approaches, then, yeah, NECAR can really help. Oh, that's awesome. Well, that's basically all the questions I have for you today. Um, been absolutely fantastic listening to you talk. Uh, I think people probably learn quite a bit, I know I have, especially about especially about how you can remineralize re your teeth and not to worry about about cavities. Um, so I say not worry about them, but you don't have to be completely alarmed if you actually have a hole in your tooth and you're not uh, in pain. So 
Uh, that's, thank you for coming on and speaking to me. It's been absolutely Thanks. brilliant. Thanks. I just want to say you can contact um, Judine at www.judids. So it's J U D E N E D D S dot com. Yes, yes. How would you say that? Judine DDS. Judine DDS, right. Of course, yes. of course, yeah. Brilliant, yeah. Uh, which is absolutely fantastic. If you just hold on the right a little bit, uh, minute there, I'll just uh, end, end the call. So, guys, it's been absolutely fascinating uh, talking to Judine. I hope you've learned something, and I'll see you on the other side. So, guys, that was episode nine of the Revive Yourself podcast with Judine Benoit. So hope you enjoyed that. I'm sure you got a lot of good information there, especially, I mean, the teeth are so important to your health. It's, it's a part that gets often gets forgotten and they are so crucial to your health. Um, they both come from when you're born, your spine and your teeth are actually together and they branch out. Um, and it's why they always go for dental records to even find out who people are. Um, because it is a very very important part of you and so hopefully that's given you some great tips how to how to take care of them naturally and how you can heal them naturally so as, as always any questions or if you want to contact Judine then you know what to do um, next week's show is with Hilary Boynton and it's all about gut health she's brought a book out called um, how to the healing sorry she brought a book out called the heal your gut cookbook um and it is a really good show. So hope you got something today. I'm sure you did. And I look forward to seeing you on next week's show. Stay happy, stay healthy, and I'll speak to you soon. If you're struggling with gut issues, such as gas, bloating, constipation, diarrhea, indigestion, heartburn, and want to finally be able to eat the foods you love without the crippling after effects, then don't forget to head over to reviveyourself.co and pick up your free copy of The Healing Health Paradigm today. 